0: Welcome to the World Beyond the Tale, the Page a Day American Gods podcast. I'm your host, James, and today we're reading page 111. The clockwork story was deeply unsettling. Much more unsettling, thought Shadow, than clockwork has any right to be. You know why I show that to you, asked Chernabog? No. That is the world as it is. That is the real world. It is there in that box. They wandered through a blood-colored room filled with old theatrical organs, huge organ pipes, and what appeared to be enormous copper brewing vats, liberated from a brewery. "'Where are we going?' asked Shadow. "'The carousel,' said Chernabog. "'But we've passed signs to the carousel a dozen times already.' He goes his way. We travel a spiral. The quickest way is sometimes the longest." Shadow's feet were beginning to hurt, and he found this sentiment to be extremely unlikely. A mechanical machine played Octopus's Garden in a room that went up for many stories— The center of which was filled entirely with a replica of a great black whale-like beast with a life-sized replica of a boat in its vast fiberglass mouth. They passed on from there to a travel hall where they saw the car covered with tiles and the functioning Rube Goldberg chicken device and the rusting Burma Shave ads on the wall. Life is hard. It's toil and trouble. Keep your jawline free from stubble. Burma Shave. Red One. And he undertook to overtake. The road was on a bend. From now on, the undertaker is his only friend, Burma Shave. And that's our page. The clockwork story depicted, or described rather, as deeply unsettling, and I think that's a fair assessment for the story that it shares its name with. It's not... Like I said, it's not a subtle story. It's not really meant to be anything more than a morality tale about maybe don't drink so much, but it's it's definitely got this kind of creeping horror aspect that you can find in other early horror stories. Rebecca is really just creepy, weird good, a lot of Poe stuff. The The way it's described on the page, I don't feel like the clockwork is all that unsettling, but I think if I saw it in person, maybe it would be more so, especially that someone would take the time and effort to animate something in in tin like that. Chernobyl insists that th- what we've seen in the Drunkard's Dream uh, coin-operated toy is that that's the real world, and it definitely gives us a perspective from Chernobyl on how he sees the world. But we don't get a reaction from Shadow on the page for how he feels about Chernobog's assessment of the real world. I wonder if he would agree? I think maybe he might at this point in the story. He's definitely down. His wife has been dead for less than a week. He's been out of prison for less than a week, and I don't know what he believes. It's actually one of the central questions of the novel is what does Shadow believe? In just a few pages, Shadow's world is going to be completely rocked, and I think that's really something we're going to be looking forward to throughout the novel, just discussing what does Shadow believe and why does he believe it, for that matter. Chernobog also tells Shadow that traveling in a spiral is how they're going to reach their goal, the carousel. Uh, I don't know. You know, I really should have looked it up. I'm not sure if the, the carousel is at the direct center of the House on the Rock or anything, but it's definitely the center of the place that they're traveling to. It may not be exact center, but we'll we'll find much later on that the center point in places is an important point. The spiral way of traveling to get to things is an ancient, ancient sort of idea. The labyrinth that held the Minotaur was a bit of a spiral, at least of sorts. I mean, the purpose of it at least was to get from the outside to the center and it's definitely a popular sort of thing even now uh westworld the first season at least being pretty obviously using the the labyrinth and the spiral as a means of traveling but also as a means of traveling inward to oneself which i'll talk about in a little bit here oh no i'll talk about it right now it's Generally, though, thought to be a representative of a journey within, and a pilgrimage within, typically within oneself, although it can also be a literal, physical, internal journey. In Christianity, the labyrinth actually shows up in designs as early as the 4th century, and may go back to ritual Easter dances on Easter Sunday, although there's other historians that contest this and suggest that they're, once again, representative of the journey, not the journey itself, but representative of traveling to the Holy Land. And both of these opinions seem to have their people who favor it and those who do not. It's, once again, though, a, a a metaphorical journey, and possibly also a metaphysical journey, I guess. Anyhow, we are talking about inward to the center of the house, or at least the center point that they're interested in. And it's not the last journey of these we'll see within the novel. Octopus's Garden is a Beatles song off of their 1969 album Abbey Road credited to Ringo Starr although uncredited assistance from George Harrison as well here's a clip he would shout And swim about the coral that lies beneath the waves Oh what joy for every girl and boy It's a silly little song about an octopus building a garden, but it's also a reflection of Ringo's desire to escape the strife the band had been going through for months and months at that point. At this point of the novel, it seems like Shadow's looking for an escape, and I think it's curious, though. Is he escaping from his old life or from his new one? Right now, old life for sure. I also think that it's interesting that if you had put a gun to my head and asked me to pick which album Octopus's Garden came off of, There's no way in hell I would have picked Abbey Road. I would have said maybe Revolver, maybe Yellow Submarine. I don't know that I would ever have pulled Abbey Road out of the air. So, boy, I am musically ignorant, and for that, well, I don't apologize. My parents listen to crap music, and it's their fault. The whale mentioned on the page, well, it says whale-like creature, I guess, doesn't it? It doesn't look much like a whale. The body is very whale-like, but it's got teeth and a mouth out of nightmares. The ship mentioned is not even really a ship, I think it's just a boat, but maybe that's just the size comparison to the whale itself, and it really does add another layer of fright and terror to the giant beast. Rube Goldberg is also mentioned on the page, and you may have heard of him. If you haven't heard of him, you probably are aware of his machines. Anytime you've seen a functional all in one machine, like a breakfast making machine with marbles and candles and other assorted nonsense, in a film about a misunderstood genius who's possibly scientific and certainly eccentric, well, you've seen a Rube Goldberg machine. Goldberg was not just a, an engineer, as his machines would suggest, but also a cartoonist and a sculptor. Many of his inventions were entirely automated, though not always practical. My favorite named one, at least, was Professor Butts and the Self-Operating Napkin, which was not a official machine, but it was a illustration he made, and it's wonderful, both in name and in design. The page proper, though, references a chicken device, and I'm not sure what that is. Looking at some of the machines that Goldberg designed, it could be a, a plucker, like a feather plucker, or maybe a way to collect chicken eggs easily. I couldn't find a direct one-to-one reference, especially with how vague it was on the page. The page ends with a pair of Burma Shave advertisements. The company, Burma Shave, started advertising in the 1920s by putting up consecutive billboards, small rectangular ones, about five or six typically, and they would have, usually it would be a pair of rhyming couplets or some other set of rhyming lines. The advertisements were used through the 50s, but then cars got too fast and drawing the driver's attention away became more dangerous and ads were stopped Wikipedia had quite a few listed although not the uh not the not the second one the second one I could not find so that could be a game in parody one of the best though, I found on Wikipedia was every shaver now can snore six more minutes than before by using burmashave though there's of course racist propaganda burmashave ads from world war II, which I'll leave to your imagination and let you look them up if you want to. I would not recommend it, but if you've seen some of the Superman-Batman propaganda covers from World War II as well, then you probably know what to expect. Get in touch with the show at theworldbeyondthetale at gmail.com or on Twitter at worldbeyondpod. Thank you to Julian Granganage for his version of St. James Infirmary Blues, which we use as our theme song. And thank you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow for another page. And remember, only the gods are real.